Well, hello everyone. This is Craig Valentine from TurbulenceTraining.com, and I want to welcome you to another seven-day fat-burning coaching call. We're going to give you some diet research and some diet hacks, basically some trips or tricks that you can use to speed up your fat loss. And of course, we're going to give you plenty of workout information as well. So, I want to uh, wish you a happy New Year. If I haven't uh, spoken with you already this year, and I really hope that 2011 is going to be your best year ever. And I hope it's off to an amazing start for you as well. And I also want to mention that I don't want you to forget about the 10th Turbulence Training Transformation Contest because the last date to enter is Saturday, January the 15th if you want to get your full 12 weeks in. So make sure you go to transformationcontest.com and you can see not only the people who have won the contest in the past in our four categories, over 40, under 40, men and women, but you can also get the rules for this contest and all the advice on how you need to take your before and after photos and how you have to have your essay at the end. Uh, very simple stuff, but also plenty of tips there as well, including an interview with one of our success stories in the past. So make sure that you check that out. We want to get as many people as possible into this contest, and we look forward to seeing your results in 12 weeks. Now let's get started with our tips for this week, starting with Monday, January the 10th. And we're going to give you our transformation tip of the week. And it's a quote from Dave Kekich. It's Kekich Greedo number one, and it says, People will do almost anything to stay in their comfort zones. If you want to accomplish anything, get out of your comfort zone. And to help you get out of your comfort zone, you need to set deadlines for behavioral change and results with consequences for people who, you know, for anyone and anything that doesn't meet those deadlines. Now, this has worked for me and for many others. And in fact, before Christmas, I was struggling to get a turbulence training project done where I had to do some filming, and I was uh, kind of dragging my heels on it. And finally, I got it done because I booked a hotel conference room, I paid some money, and basically, if I didn't have the stuff ready to present and film that day, I would have lost all that money. So I set that deadline with a consequence, and it made me take action. So... For anything in life, if you want advanced results, you have to take advanced measures. You know, it's not enough to give an ordinary effort if you want extraordinary results. And so take that mindset over into the transformation contest, and I know that by setting that deadline of 12 weeks from now, you're going to have great results. Now let's move into our training tips this week. We're going to bring you four different conditioning fat-burning workouts that were found in Men's Health Magazine, the latest issue. Uh, the first one, it's a little bit of a conditioning thing you can add at the end of your training in place of intervals, which I thought was actually pretty cool. And it's a jump, push-up, shuttle. So what you're going to do is stand beside a bench, or you can, you know, you don't need a bench here really, but you can just jump over the bench, do a push-up, get up, jump back over the bench, do another push-up, and continue for 40 seconds, and then take 20 seconds off. Now you could do almost unlimited number of activities. You could just do a regular vertical jump, then into a push-up, or you could do a short five-second sprint into a push-up and then repeat that for a total of 40 seconds. You could do a jump and then follow that up with a bodyweight row if you're using TRX straps. All types of things you can do, 40 seconds on, 20 seconds off, and repeat that five or six times, and that's your interval training. There was also a complex, a barbell complex in the magazine, and you're going to see more of those in the February turbulence training workout. But this is a seven-exercise complex, I believe. It starts with a deadlift, then a row, then a hang clean, then a front squat, a push press, a good morning, and a back squat. Now, in a barbell complex like that, you would basically start with a very, very lightweight, 
generally for a, a guy, he's going to start with just with a 45-pound barbell. A woman might start with a 25-pound easy curl bar or even just a broomstick to, to get used to this. And you'll do about six or seven reps per exercise. So six reps of the deadlift, six reps of the row, six reps of the hand clean, six reps of the front squat, six reps of push press, which is an overhead press, then a good morning, and then a back squat to finish. And you'll never set the bar down, and you won't take any rest, and you just go through all of those with excellent technique, and then take a rest. And so you'll see more of those in next month's workout. The next thing that they had featured in the magazine was something called a smoker set. Uh, this was from, I believe, one of the physician experts uh, who's on the Men's Health Board of Experts, and he said, I think that's where it was. It might have been from somebody else. It might have been from someone they interviewed. Oh, I think this was from one of the actors. I apologize. They always have an actor on the cover of the magazine, right? And so they they asked uh, the actor for a workout tip, and this is what he said he did. Um, he'll do five minutes of this, alternating between lower and upper body, one lower and one upper body exercise, using an eight-repetition maximum and doing four reps per set. So let's say, for example, you're doing a squat and a dumbbell press. So you would do, you would take a weight that you can squat eight times. So let's say it's 200 pounds and you would do four reps of that instead of eight. And then you'd go over to dumbbell press and you take a weight you can do eight times. So let's say it's 45 pound dumbbells and you do four reps of that and you just go back and forth for five minutes with no rest. And you'll say you're not resting a minute between the superset, but you just go back and forth five minutes, do as much as you can then rest a minute and repeat that entire five-minute sequence one more time. Now, that's a lot of volume for those exercises because you're probably going to get five rounds in each of the five minutes, if not more. Um, but you're using only a four-rep, even though you're able to do eight reps with that. So it's an interesting way of doing things. And I can't, still can't remember exactly which actor it was that recommended that, but that's what he does. And then also 10-to-one ladders. Now, a ladder is where you do something like one rep of an exercise, and then you do a little rest, and then you do two reps of the exercise, then you take a little rest, and then you do three reps. And so a lot, you see a lot of kettlebell ladders and a lot of chin-up ladders. Um, anyways, in this one, it was a, a 10-to-1 countdown ladder. And so basically, it was taking an exercise like a kettlebell swing and doing 10 reps, and then taking a little rest, and then doing nine reps, and then taking a little rest, and then doing eight reps and a little rest. Or you might do two exercises. You might do kettlebell swing and push-ups. So you might do 10 kettlebell swings and then 10 push-ups. And then you get up and you do nine kettlebell swings and nine push-ups. And you count your way down. And that gives you a total of 55 repetitions in a 10-to-1 ladder. And that's another way to do some conditioning at the end of your workout if you're bored with traditional intervals. All right, so that's it for our workout tips for Monday. Now let's move into Tuesday and do our research review. We're going to take a look at two studies that uh, were nutrition studies, and the, both of them looked at the Mediterranean diet, and the first one was from the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, and the study is called The Mediterranean and Dietary Approaches to Stop Hypertension Diets and Colorectal Cancer. Okay, so there's, that's a long title, kind of confusing. So there's a Mediterranean diet, and then there's a diet called the DASH diet, which is the Dietary Approaches to Stop Hypertension, which is... I think it's like American Medical Association recommends the DASH diet. And so basically they were looking at 
American researchers were looking at the diets of almost 90,000 women and over 45,000 men, and they examined these for 26 years. So they had a lot of data here. And what they found was that people who ate close to a Mediterranean diet did not have any improvements in the risk of colon cancer. So people that ate a Mediterranean diet compared to a regular diet, there was no differences. But they found that people who ate according to the DASH diet, which is the dietary approaches to stop hypertension diet, had a lower risk of colorectal cancer. And so the DASH diet consists of whole grains, fruit, and vegetables, moderate amounts of low-fat dairy, and lower amounts of red and processed meats, desserts, and sweetened beverages, which is really just a common-sense approach to nutrition, a very simple approach, uh, very similar to what I follow these days. Um, I eat a lot of fruits and vegetables. I do eat whole grains. I consume a very small amount of dairy. Um, I wouldn't say it's daily. I would say it's really gone down to uh, just a few servings weekly, and I don't eat a lot of red meat, and I definitely don't eat a lot, any processed meats, and nor do I drink sweetened beverages and have very few desserts. So that type of diet is associated with a reduced risk of colon cancer, which is the cancer that my father had, so it's very important to me. So that's one study. Now, in the next study, they were taking a look at the Mediterranean diet and seeing how it would affect weight gain in people as they got older. And so this was a Spanish research study, and they took a look at 10,376 Spanish men and women who were about 38 years old, and they followed them for five years. And they, what they found was people who didn't stick to a Mediterranean diet had the highest weight gain. And then the people who stuck very closely to the Mediterranean diet had the lowest weight gain. So the conclusion was that the Mediterranean diet can be recommended to slow down age-related weight gain, but there was still weight gain in, on average in all the subjects. So just following that diet did not seem to be enough. Uh, maybe they needed additional information on eating fewer calories or exercising, but it's still better than a regular diet. All right, so that's it for our two Mediterranean diet studies. Nothing miraculous in either of them, but obviously they are very healthy diet. That's a very healthy diet, and the DASH diet is also a healthy diet. So in the Wednesday, we're going to have another workout tip, and this time we're going to talk about a couple of ab tips from the magazine, from the Men's Health Latest Issue, which I believe is a January issue. And basically, or it might have been February, I can't even remember. They were uh, talking to Stuart McGill, who's the expert I've quoted many times in the calls, and he wanted to make sure that people understand that abs are designed to resist motion and not to create it. Very important because most people, what do they think? They think that abs are supposed to make you twist and bend and, and crunch. But in fact, through his studies, what the abs are designed to do is to protect the low back by minimizing the rotation and minimizing all of the movement. So you want to avoid bending and twisting your spine. You know this because you've, you or someone that you know has hurt their back by bending over to pick something up off the ground with a rounded back. And that's the same movement that people do in crunches and sit-ups. So we're not going to recommend a movement that replicates injury. So what you want to do is exercises that allow you to brace your abs and stabilize your torso. And two of McGill's preferred exercises are 
one that he calls stirring the pot, which is a stability ball plank where you have your elbows on the ball. And then you create circular motion with your arms and you resist that with your abdominals. So you try and keep your body in a straight line as you draw larger and larger circles with your arms on the ball. So you're going to move that ball around and you're going to fight that with your abs. So if you can do six or eight repetitions in each direction, it'll be a good start. Now, the only problem is that some of the exercises that McGill likes, such as the uh, rollouts and the um, stirring the pot exercises, are in fact a little bit difficult and rough on your rotator cuff. So he's saving your low back, but he may be compromising your rotator cuff. So you have to be careful by making sure that uh, you're not feeling any discomfort. And if that's a problem, then we're going to have to come up with new exercises for you. The other exercise that he likes is called rolling planks. Now, a rolling plank is where you start on a side plank for 10 seconds, and then you maintain your body in a straight line, and you slowly rotate down into a regular plank for 10 seconds, and then you slowly rotate up onto the other side for a side plank for 10 seconds. Now, it sounds pretty simple, but when you do it, if you're controlling your body, it's going to be hard to do. Now, most people are going to let, let their body rotate at the waist, but that's exactly what we want to avoid. So be careful when you do that one. And make sure that your body remains in a straight line. You're going to brace for 10 seconds in each position, and so you'll do six different rotations. And that simply means from side plank to middle is, is uh, side plank to middle to the other side is one. And then you'll do six of those. All right. That's it for our training tip for Wednesday. Now we're going to move into Trainer Thursday, which is where we talk to our personal trainers on the call. And I just want to say something that I sent out to uh, some of the other trainers who are in some of my coaching groups. And it was a bit of a thank you to them. And I said this. I said, over the holidays, your training clients are going to be asked by their family or were asked by their family, what have you been doing to get back in shape? Because your clients are going to be looking great. And your client's going to tell them and everyone they know about how you have changed your life and how much they love you and how wonderful you are. And they're just going to tell everyone about you because you're making such a difference in their life. And that happened all over the world in kitchens and living rooms and churches and malls and everywhere that your clients went. So I want you to take a few minutes and think about that. Think about the impact that you're having on people. It's very important, especially you know in this busy day because you may not be appreciating how much you're helping people. And people may not be telling you directly. But let that be some inspiration to you to know that you're making a massive, life-changing difference in the lives of your clients, and that's pretty cool. And you deserve to feel amazing about that because of the amazing help that you're giving all these people. And just think that in next year, there might be two times or even ten times as many people having those conversations. So wishing you the best in your business. Congratulations on helping so many people in 2010. And I look forward to helping you have even more success in 2011. Now into Facebook Friday for our questions of the week. We have two of them this time. First one is from Colin who asks, I imagine that interval training would have quite a high probability for injury, especially for untrained individuals. Wouldn't mixing it up with longer type cardio be the best option? And, in fact, Colin, the answer is no, because here's what's going to happen. Long cardio results in a, a large number of repetitions per workout. So you have a greater risk of overuse the more repetitions you do. So that's why we want to avoid the longer cardio. 
And in fact, as you'll see in almost every interval training study, the subjects are complete beginners, complete overweight beginners with no injuries reported. So it's lower volume in interval training. And remember, we can do interval training on a bike, which does not result in an impact on people's joints, which is the, you know, probably one of the best places to start if you're training somebody with interval training inside. We can also use bodyweight circuits, which also provide a strength training stimulus and a lower volume of training and actually prepare the muscles for more work along the way. And those also are limited. You know, the, hard, the more overweight someone is, the harder it's going to be for them to do simple bodyweight exercises, which is going to strengthen them. But also that self-limiting exercise, which is a, a term coined by my friend Alan Cosgrove, who thinks that's going to be the future of fat loss, is exercises that where people do them and then are lim- they're limited by their body weight to do perfect form. So when their form is compromised, they have to stop the exercise, and therefore they don't get hurt because they only did repetitions with perfect form. So that's some stuff to think about. A very contrarian way of training for fat loss compared to what people think. And our second question comes in from Kendra who asks, if I can only work out on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, so four days in a row, do I alternate upper body and lower body or do I do two days weights and two days body weight? And I said it's a very simple answer. We're just going to have you train three days per week, Monday upper body, Tuesday lower body, Thursday total body. Or it could be Monday lower body, Tuesday upper body, Thursday, total body, so that we don't have uh, residual soreness interfering with any of the workouts, and hopefully she's able to stay active on all those off days, but she only needs those three quality training sessions. Uh, She could, by splitting up the Monday and Tuesday, instead of doing two total body workouts, we, you know, obviously allow her to uh, train quite intensely with her upper body on Monday, and it can recover till Thursday, and same with her lower body on Tuesday and no interference there. So that's how we're going to change that workout schedule. It's always possible for you to have a workout schedule that works. And even people that are the weekend warrior types that only can train twice, you can do an upper body on Saturday and a lower body on Sunday. Try and do something somewhere during the middle of the week. But you're going to make great progress just on that alone. And then finally, we're sorry, not finally, but uh, fortunately we're into Social Support Saturday, my favorite day of the week. And here's just a little quote that I posted on Facebook that really doesn't have anything to do with fat loss, but it got a, great, a lot of great response from people. And I just said it doesn't matter how good jealousy feels. Negativity does not serve you. So you need to get over any jealousy or bitterness that you have towards other people in your life. Get on with your life. Start getting more people and more positive people into your life and start thinking and acting productive, product, productively sorry, and positively. And that will attract more positive people into your life who are going to support you in everything that you do from, uh, obviously, your work choices and life choices, but also into your fat loss choices. And we also know that it's very important to be around people who give you a, a positive environment for your fat loss, social support, people who are trying to get and achieve the same things as you are. The more you can hang around those people who are successful, the better your results are going to be. And then finally, into Sunday, plan shop and prepare day. Uh, this is just an arbitrary day, of course, that I've chosen. It could be any day of the week where you plan shop and prepare. You're probably going to need one day of about 90 minutes to two hours, and then another day later on in the week of about an hour to uh, get you through the rest of the week. But have one big day where you do a lot of cooking and obviously planning and shopping and cooking and preparation to get all your food into your fridge and prepare it as much as possible for the week ahead. And now time for just a few little diet hacks. 
Now, I was just emailing with my friend Joel Marion, who's um, who's really focused on getting really lean right now. And my friend John Romanello, who's friends with Joel, brought this up as well. And they, they use the phrase ritual eating, which is where they simply eat the same thing for every meal five or six days per week. It makes fat loss very simple, um, especially if you're just doing it for 12 weeks, like a transformation contest, or six weeks. You can really, really, really do this well. You can change it up after four weeks, but, you know, maybe go for four weeks just eating the same thing, you know, same breakfast, the same lunch, same dinner, the same snacks. And that way you aren't, you know, constantly trying to think about finding a place that will give you the food that you need. So I'm just calling up Jules' emails right now, but it will really take make things simple. So Jules' diet, he's starting off uh, – breakfast every morning with the same shake, and then he's having a snack mid-morning of uh, Greek yogurt and mixed berries. Then at lunch, he's having chicken, a little bit of cheese, and a whole bunch of green vegetables, a snack in the middle of the afternoon of some mixed nuts, and then he has three different dinners that he has as options. And then he said something very interesting. He said, even if he's traveling, these uh, the lunches and dinners are all something that he could order at a restaurant. So that way he's mentally prepared for all these meals. He's not going to miss anything. Just having that ritual eating, he's, you know, he's bearing down for 6 or 12 weeks and really getting focused. And then after those 6 or 12 weeks are done, he can go with a little bit more variety. But it's very, very simple to do it that way. Now, that's only one way to do it, obviously. You know, Brad Pilon recommends a different way where you do the one day of fasting, and then you have a wide variety in the meals that you eat the rest of the week. Again, a lot of this stuff comes down to the personality that you have, and that's going to suit a specific diet. So some people like to eat six meals per day. Some people, you know, that's just too hard for them with their schedule and their plan. You don't need to eat six meals per day to lose fat. And then if that's your case, then maybe Brad's program is better for you. So very important information there. I thought that was a great email to share with you. Another one is simply don't drink your calories. Don't drink any calories at all. And we've talked about that before, but if you cut out all liquid calories from your diet, there's probably even some that you're getting right now that you could cut out. And that will save you calories, obviously. And, again, with liquid calories, they don't fill you up. And, therefore, really they're just adding calories to your diet and not making you any less hungry. So if you are trying to diet and you're consuming some calories in liquid form, consider Replacing that with, uh, you know, if you're drinking juice, definitely get the juice out and consume whole food, the fruit instead. Here's a little tip from Tim Ferriss that I thought was pretty interesting when I interviewed him. He talks about something called a deferred, defer your foods to your cheat day. And so, you know, if you're going through a diet week and you have a cheat meal or a cheat day planned at the end of the week and you have a craving, just write it down, make a list and say, you know what, I can't eat this today, but I can eat this on Saturday and just write it down, have that list there, and it gives you some a little bit more motivation to say, hey, if I can make it to Saturday, I can have that food, no big deal. And I think that just is another mindset trick that will help you. John Berardi has mentioned consuming one gram of fish oil per, per 1% of body fat every day seems to help his clients. Now, that's a lot of body fat, or sorry, a lot of uh, fish oil if you have 25 or 30% body fat. But go back through our archives here, or in our iTunes archives of the Turbulence Training 
podcasts and find the John Berardi workout or interviews, and he does talk about that and listen to him explain that. And then finally, just one for our fast eaters. Um, I read this book called Mr. America about uh, a guy, Bernie McFadden, who was like one of the first health gurus back in like the late 1800s, early 1900s. And one of the things that he made people do was chew their food 30 or 40 times. Now, that's kind of ridiculous because if you ever notice how many times you actually chew your food before you swallow, it's probably less than five. But if you can double that or triple that or even, you know, chew your food 15 or 20 times, it's really going to slow down your eating and it may help you reduce the amount of food that you eat because you're going to feel full faster. It's going to register that you're actually full. Because I've eaten food with some of my friends, you know, even when we eat a pizza, and my friend can eat a pizza faster than I can eat a quarter of the pizza. I mean, it's just gone. And uh, he's actually one of my best clients, so he's not overweight. But, you know, some people who are overweight eat very quickly. And if you can just start to slow down your eating, you know, it's going to give you some indications of when, when you're full, faster, or a more accurate representation of when you're full. And that just might be something you can do. And that might be great for business dinners as well, where you don't want to order something that seems strange, but you don't want to overeat. Slow down your eating. And then you just might say, yeah, all right, everybody's done eating. I'm done too. But I didn't, you know, you had some type of portion control there and you're still full. So that's our fifth of our diet hacks there. Hopefully those will help you out and help give you your best fat loss ever here in 2011. So that's it for today, my friends. Again, make sure that you sign up for the Turbulence Training Transformation Contest, the 10th one. The last day is January the 15th, Saturday, January 15th, to enter. I really look forward to your success. I really look forward to your success all year round. Please send in your emails and, and post on our Facebook about your success and on the blog, and just let us know how things are going, and if you have any questions so that we can answer them in future calls. So thanks again for being on the call, everyone. This is Craig Valentine from TurbulenceTraining.com and TTFatLoss.com wishing you another seven days of fat burning. Bye-bye, everyone.